Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon, I'm Chua Tian Tian with your market view. Now, it's been a busy week of earnings, macroeconomic developments, lots of surprises, hit and misses. But before we brace ourselves for even more of that, we want to take a step back to do a quick overview of some key market trends and trading behaviour of retail investors in the region. Well, digital brokerage and wealth management platform Mumu Financial, or you might have heard of their parent company Futu, just released a white paper that looks into these topics. And we want to find out more from Gavin Chiam, Managing Director at Futu Singapore. Hi, Mr. Chia. Thanks for joining us on the line. Yes, hi, Tian Tian. Uh, very happy to be here. Very great to have you on the line as well. So, Mr. Yes. Chia, Futu Singapore recently released a white paper on key market trends and trading behaviour of retail investors. What's the aim of the report? Uh, yes, uh, I mean, uh, generally, uh, this white paper actually extends the investment behaviours and preference mm. of investors from, uh, you know, main financial hubs like Singapore, United States, and even Hong Kong. Mm. And uh, generally, these statistics also come from, uh, you know, uh, from the investment platforms, which is the Futu Momo platform and the Futu Bu. Mm. Uh, and the whole main purpose is to serve some insights into retail's uh, investor trading behaviors. Because uh, if you look at market, um, you know, since the beginning of this year, uh, I got to say, so I will use the word, uh, market has been very volatile. Mm. Yeah. Well, okay. With that, let's take us through some of those key findings, key market trends in your white paper. What do they say about the current investing climate? Um, sure. Um, I mean, if I'll just straight away go mm. to the statistics itself. Sure. Uh, I mean, what we found was, uh, you know, the Gen Z investors, they are actually the most risk-adverse investors, while the Gen Z groups are the, actually the biggest uh, risk-takers. Mm. Means, um, you know, to put it simply, um, you know, the younger groups, uh, mm. you know, they, they, they are they are very sensitive to risk, while the older groups, uh, mm. actually, they, they, are, they are actually very open to, you know, taking even more risk as, as compared to the younger ones. Mm. So um, maybe just a little bit more on the statistics itself. Mm. Um, Gen Z investors allocated um, around 15% and 7.7% of their positions to both funds and bonds. Mm. Um, and, and this is actually the highest level as compared to, you know, all different ages group. Mm. And, uh, but if you compare to the Gen Z investors, they had only 8.4% and 1.8% of their positions in funds and bonds, uh, which is the lowest among the different generations. Mm. Well, one would think that the older you are, the more there is to lose. So what are some possible explanations for that behaviour though? Um, i, I got to say it's a very good question. Um, you, you know, first of all, uh, maybe even for me myself, which is on the older mm. group, uh, maybe when we grow older, i got to say it's, uh, you know, our risk appetite, uh, we can take in more risk. And uh, on another part, is also partly uh, we can understand you know, generally our age, we, we felt that we can understand the market mm. better. And uh, that is why, um, you know, we can go in with a larger amount and with our knowledge, uh, you know, we will be able to absorb the risk and, um, you know, make the changes accordingly. But um, if I want to compare to the younger investors, uh, you know, I have spoke to quite a few, uh, you know, in uni or even those who actually started mm. trading in their 20s. Um, they are looking at a longer term. I mean, uh, interestingly, when I spoke to them, they are looking at uh, building a portfolio. Mm. And uh, they are talking about, you know, having early retirements at the age of around in 40s or even the, you know, early phase. So, um, you know, if I want to compare these two generations, uh, the younger groups, they are building a portfolio. And, you know, I got to mm. say, in terms of horizons, they are looking at longer term. So in terms of from a risk point of view, that may explain why 
uh, they may not be so willing to take up uh, such a high risk uh, or, or mm. this plan. Mm, understandably. Mr. Chia, another finding that you have in the white paper is how investors in Singapore increased their daily trading frequency but decreased mm. the weighting of stocks in the first half of this year. Why is that so? Seems quite interesting. Yes, I, I, I got to say, uh, you, you know, just to answer your question, mm. um, it, it, uh, I mean, you are, you are actually trying to know a bit more about the Singapore investors, am I correct? Mm, uh, that's right. I mean, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, if you want to compare with, uh, you know, those three regions that we shared, I mean, the Hong Kong, US, Singapore, Mm. I got to say, um, you know, um, generally, I, I, you know, Singapore itself, uh, in terms of uh, equities allocations, mm. uh, is actually the lowest among the three countries, uh, the three places itself. Mm. Uh, but I, I personally feel this partly because, uh, you know, Singapore investors, they, they are exposed to more different products in Singapore. So, um, you know, there are an increase or rather a, a huge portion that is actually diverted to, to building, um, you know, a portfolio or diversity into bonds and also other products. But interestingly, uh, if you look at trading stocks, uh, you know, Hong Kong mm. investors, uh, as compared to Singapore investors, uh, they are actually much more active in trading. And uh, their trading frequency is actually, if you take Hong Kong investors as one time, um, Singapore investors is actually 0.35 times, uh, which mm. represent a, a near to 300% difference. But that being said, right, if I read that finding in your report correctly, is that investors in Singapore compared in the first half of this year, compared to yes. what they were previously, they have increased their daily trading frequency amid those uncertainties. Mm. Are there any possible explanations for why they behaved that way, at least for the first half of this year? Um, I, I got to say it's a very good question over here. Um, you know, when we spoke to mm. these cl- uh, clients, uh, I got to say in terms of trading equities, uh, it's, it's lower. But mm. they are looking at, um, you know, other asset classes like options. Because, mm. um, you know, options can, can be used as a, as a form of hedging. So, mm. you know, when you have downsides on your portfolio, um, we spoke to quite a number of, uh, uh, you know, clients in Singapore and they are using that assets uh, with regards to, to hedging their portfolio. And, uh, of course, another way to explain it is that, um, you know, they, they are also diversifying some of their funds in, uh, you know, buying mutual funds. Mm. And they are looking at something a little bit more stable. And uh, so that, um, you know, they can write out, um, you know, this volatile period. Mm. If you're just tuning in, we are now speaking to Gavin Chia, Managing Director at Futu Singapore. And Mr. Chia, speaking of asset classes and all, which are the emerging stock and asset classes among investors in Singapore and in Hong Kong in particular? Um, sure. I, I mean, i got to say, so, um, mm. in terms of, uh, you, you know, if you go into the counters itself, um, generally, I think, um, you know, a lot of uh, Singapore investors, they are still focusing on the tech stocks mm. um, and, and their market is actually the U.S. market itself. So things like Tesla, you know, um, some of the chip makers, mm. um, they are actually the top three uh, counters or the top three sectors that they are looking to trade right now in Singapore. Mm. I see. You mentioned about Tesla, U.S. companies. Speaking of the U.S., I can't help but ask you this question. The U.S. Federal Reserve raised its interest rates <laughs> last night by 75 yes. basis point or BPS. How do you think that is going to affect trading activity on your platform, at least for the rest of this week? Um, I, I got to say, so, you know, we have been uh, receiving a few calls from clients. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with this increase in, uh, you know, see this 75 basis point increase, uh, we are seeing more clients, um, you know, switching their weightage, they're increasing their weightage in U.S. Uh, stocks. Uh, partly is because they are looking at a strong U.S. dollar. Mm. And with that strong U.S. dollar, um, of course, we do have some clients, they are also looking at something a bit more less volatile, which is the money market part. 
the US mm. dollar money market fund. So um, I, I got to say it's near term, um, there will be some focus on the US market, but I got to say uh, it really depends on the Fed Reserve because uh, my I read the reports and I understand mm. that the Fed Reserve, depending on whether the inflation, how things are, how mm. bad things are in US, they may look forward to increasing the interest rate again. Mm, it's always a crystal ball, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yes, correct. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> always hard to predict where exactly they will go. <laughs> Given mm. your findings and also what you predict going ahead, how do you think investors in Singapore are likely to calibrate their portfolios for the rest of this year? Um, yes, uh, i, I got to say, is, um, you know, as we progress into the second half of this year, um, we are seeing uh, quite a number of uh, local investors they are actually rebalancing their portfolios to hedge against inflation. Hmm. So, you know, they are looking to invest into mutual funds. They are looking at uh, buying something a little bit more conservative and, um, you know, or even looking at uh, counters that has uh, high dividends, um, you know, so that, so that to wet, allow them to weather off uh, this volatility. So uh, I've got to say, so, you know, for clients, twice, I think, um, you, you know, to sum it up, less focus on stock, but maybe more focus on something, you know, on mutual funds or even hedging a position using options. Mm. And coming from you, one last question, uh, Mr. Chia, before we let you go. If you have sure. one final advice for our listeners who are tuning into this conversation right now when it comes to investing, what would that be? Um, I, I got to say, is, uh, be patient and mm. uh, feel free to tune into our Moomoo platform because, uh, you know, on our side, <laughs> And, uh, all these I got to say is, uh, are live and uh, we hope that it can value add in uh, such a volatile time. Mm, to help the investors do their homework during times of uncertainty, certainly thank you very much, Mr. Chia. That was sure, Gavin Chia, Managing Director at Futu Singapore. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.